Hello and welcome to Dopey, uh, the podcast about drugs and other dumb shit, including uh, addiction and recovery. And I like to talk about uh, music, but Chris can't talk about it. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And today, on the show, we have my friend, Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi. <laughs> how are you, Ray? Good, how are you? I should talk about my experience with music, because I actually played two instruments when I was younger. Did you know that? I'm shocked. I played the violin for two years, because this girl, Michaela, uh, she played violin in fifth grade, so I chose to be in strings. It's the hardest. Yeah. Well, you liked Michaela? Yeah, so me and this kid, PK, there was... There was only eight people. Was his name Pete Kennedy, and you called him PK. It was Paul Kennedy. No, it was Paul Kingsbury. Anyways, the strings was this half semicircle of eight people, and Michaela used to sit all the way to one end of the circle. Do you know what I mean? So there was only one person that would sit next to her, and we had gym class beforehand. You were in fifth grade. In fifth grade, and me and PK used to bolt, literally race after gym class to get to that one seat that was to the left of Michaela. And then I was so bad at strings, at violin, that the teacher, Mrs. Ferguson, used to tell me to airbow for the concerts. Wow. <laughs> and she hated me. Because I, everybody who did strings, they were like better. They were like kind of more serious she about it. She said that word, airbow? Yeah, she said airbow. So just pretend <laughs> I was like, She didn't say pretend. <laughs> yeah. So I did strings for two years. And then in So six, you fucking pretended to yeah, play pretended. for two years in elementary <laughs> school? No, only girl. for concerts. That's why you're an only for concerts. Wait, so listen. Hold on. No, 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 no. I really believe that this was instrumental in crushing your self-esteem. You sat there, 12 years old, faking like you could play in concerts. Do you think that's why I used heroin? I'm I'm almost certain. (laughs) I'm almost certain. I'm trying to figure out why I did. Hmm. That doesn't matter. Wait, Um, let me tell you about trumpet real quick before we we get into Ray's story. So then I switched in seventh grade. That's the second hardest instrument. Is it? Trumpet? That's impossible. (laughs) Really? It's a lot of effort. Just to get a sound out of that thing. So I switched to trumpet. Did you get a sound out of that thing? Well, listen to what I did. This is genius. So in order to get grades, you had to go. Did you air trumpet? (laughs) Air blow? Kind of in a way. Air blow. This is what I did. So they would go around and you had to learn your scales and you'd play your scale in front and there's like 40 people in band and the teacher would grade you. Well, I would spit into my trumpet and then he'd get to me and I'd go to like play and it would gurgle and I'd open the spit valve and like all the spit would come out and I'd be like, oh, it's clogged. <laughs> so you're saying public humiliation. Yeah. Hold on. You're saying you airboat for two years. So you said... I'm gonna try trumpet, and then you would play, and then you filled the trumpet with spit. Yeah, did it get any tone, or it just was like Whoa. it would just gurgle, and then I'd open it up, and like honestly, you open the spit valve, and like a drop comes out. I'd open mine up, and it would just like drool out. Did people talk, did people make fun of you? Yeah, they call you yeah. gurgly, gurgly Chris. They were just constantly making fun of me. So, and then I went, how long did you do the trumpet for? And then I went to uh, I did the trumpet for a year, and then you did chorus. Basically, there was two choruses. There was the good chorus and the bad chorus. And the bad chorus what? was for people who were just fulfilling the requirement. You yeah. know, did they have names for like A and B? Yeah, course there was a? like A and B chorus. So you were in B chorus. I, I was in B chorus, and I remember there was a kid named Jake, and we used to have this the sit down game where the teacher would be like, "Okay, get up and sing," and me and Jake would have this contest on who could stay sitting longer. So everybody would be up singing, and she'd be playing the piano, and then she'd stop playing the piano, and she'd be like, Jake, Chris, stand up, and we would just look at each other. It was a contest. To see who would. Stand up last. 
And then she would throw us out, which was fine because we just got an extra lunch. What songs did you guys sing? I remember Jurassic Park for trumpet. I think I can still do it. Dun, dun, that sounds dun, really dun, hard. Dun. I can still do that one. I still remember what's, the keys. What's hysterical is this is where you really realize how old we are and how young Chris is. Yeah. In school, you were playing the theme to Jurassic Park. When I saw That's a classic. When I saw Jurassic Park, uh, I remember this very you well. And dope? No, but they were uh, they were offering in McDonald's the dino size McDonald's meal. <laughs> and where I lived, I was at college. When I would come home for the summer, Jurassic Park was out. And me and my friends were so excited to see Jurassic Park. And, and we were so excited for the dino-sizing the McDonald's meal. <laughs> so we'd always, we'd go to McDonald's and be like, dino-size, please. We'd all get the quarter pounder of cheese, dino-sized meal. And then, and then, I don't know how it happened, but we got a ton of acid. We ate a ton of acid. We ate the McDonald's. We tripped out on the roof and we were like, Let's you go to the. Your yeah, I know. That's no, no, it was before. It was before the acid oh, set. Yeah. It was like, let's go to the park, and not the real park, Jurassic Park, in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> we went to see Jurassic Park tripping on acid, oh. and you were fucking twelve, like gurgling yeah. <laughs> spit out of your trumpet. <laughs> It's just so funny. And actually, it was probably a few years later. If he was, if it had gone into like yeah. the repertoire of middle school, yeah, the sheet music and everything. And then I was on dope at home yeah. watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> did you see the new one? It was horrible. I did not, I did I not think it was I horrible. I, think it was I horrible. liked it. I thought the first half hour was fire, and then by the end, I just was like, "There's good dinosaurs." One of the best things about dinosaurs. Chris is there's no middle ground. Things are either Little fire yeah. or <laughs> horrible. Fire. He's either he's either spitting fire or it's lame. It's never <laughs> – oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean fire seems to me like the greatest possible thing. And I'll say this about Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it up till the very, very, very end. Yeah, the ending sucked. It fizzled. The beginning I was so into it. And then you see – what's his name? BJ Wong, the SVU guy. He was in it. He was in the first one. SVU. The, yeah, he's like the uh, psychiatrist or psychologist in SVU. He was also the priest in Oz. I didn't really get Dude, Oz that. is the greatest Everybody's drug show in the history forever. of – every character does heroin on Oz. Really? Every character does heroin. And Do they use binkies? No, they all sniff the dope. Oh. I don't think anybody shoots dope on Oz. Mm. I think they all sniff it. Um, and, and do you know about binkies, Ryan? No. What's a binky? A binky is like a jailhouse syringe, which... What do you make the tip out of? So, I used one once, and the tip was actually a real syringe. It was like the metal part. The rest was a pen shaft, a piece of a shower sandal, an afro pick, um, elastic from a sh- from shorts, and some sandwich baggies. So complicated. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they, a syringe is a yeah. lot of working parts. I, I never understood why people use the eyedropper with the syringe, like that whole thing of like kind of a needle part. Like they were always using an eyedropper. Like that. Well, that's how they were. I think but in like, why the seventies. Syringes. Like, like the plunger. You mean? The it was a new development. Oh, and also a plastic. I think it was hard to get them too back then. Yeah, I don't know what they. They, they used an eyedropper and a needle. Syringes, yeah. They used an hydrant because they didn't have disposable syringes. Yeah, they right? had like the glass one where the oh, doctor they comes would with the kid. Clean it or yeah. clean the needle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was that. Ones. I worked for BD for two years after I got sober. Oh, really? So the, the sur- and I worked at a Time syringe out. factory. Time out. That- yeah. What's <laughs> BD? Becton Dickinson, which yeah. makes syringes, which makes the high quality. It's like the non-generic. You're not high telling the story, good. What? 
the story is so really So every day you fun. see syringes. You go to Fuck work that. and you're surrounded by Chris syringes. Chris is bar none the worst addict in the history of yeah. drug addicts. And he's fucking, he, he's lived a life yeah. of rehab. Yeah. Like, lived it, okay? Yeah. He's in the, re- I was in rehab for 28 days. He was there for like seven months, the same wow. rehab. When he gets out, he's like, I need to get a job. He finds a needle factory. Work at the needle factory. And he works the graveyard shift <laughs> in the needle factory. Surrounded by needles. Chris is just fucking... And he shoot... Chris would shoot anything. Chris yeah. would shoot alcohol. It, just to shoot it. It, it was literally... The, the, the factory I worked at produced more syringes than any syringe factory in the world. Wow. And so I would run... I worked in molding, which is like melting the plastic to make the barrels and the rods. And... Um, so I would literally, by myself, make like a million. You would make the syringes. Yeah. Well, I would just mold the barrels and rods. No, but this is actually, I need to back up. It was really funny. I was leaving Mountainside and I was supposed to leave in like a month as like what we set up. And I got the job as a temp at BD. And I went to this guy. It's like, like the really, job of your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but listen. I get to go to the needle yeah, factory yeah. today. Dude, so, dude, so listen. So I, the, this guy who worked at the treatment center, who's my grand sponsor, the person I actually just mentioned earlier. He, uh, I tell them like, look, I got this job at BD. I'm going to leave like a few weeks early. This is fucking crazy. Like real, like, like spiritual moment. Right. Uh, and so he's like, that's fine. He's like, you're probably taking like your will back a little bit. He's like, you, there might be some cause and effect. You might get like tempted. You're not going to use over, but there might be an effect because you're taking your will back. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to work. Like I'm still leaving early. So I go to BD. I'm working the graveyard shift. As a temp, I'm not running the machines yet. What they did was, this was my initial job, is they, there's this new syringe called the Integra. And it has a retractable, like, uh, you push the button in all the way and it actually retracts inside. Yeah. And they're very expensive to wow. make. And they mislabeled 14 million of them. Wow. And they found out that it was actually more cost effective to recall all of them and hire temps to change the expiration date to the proper date than to just throw them away. Normally, they just trash them. But yeah. since Can I ask a question really like, quickly? Let me, let let me, me just, just ask one question. Does this place just employ Mountainside alum? No, no. Like, if you, you're an IV drug addict, come on in. You're going to relabel syringes. It's like the only place. It's like a fucking syringe factory across the street from rehab where they hire your dumbass. Yeah. Think of – I mean, like, it's crazy. Wait, I didn't even heard of a syringe factory. Wait, so let, me, let me finish what happened, though. So I go in, and he's like, you might get tempted. I'm working the night shift. You have a hairnet on, earplugs in, a smock on. It's really hot. And they come to do training on my job. And literally the training takes 10 seconds. They give you a, a bag full of 2,000 syringes or so. And there's just you know 14 million over on the side. And they give you a piece of cotton and rubbing alcohol. And you take the cotton. You get it wet with rubbing <laughs> they alcohol. They give you a spoon too. <laughs> yeah, no, here's a, a lighter, some a spoon, yeah. some cotton. And here's a bag of cleaning. It just looks a little bit like dope. You have to, you have to actually <laughs> melt the powder in the spoon and draw it up in the syringe and then just shoot it out. And then you do it over and over again. Dude, yo, so they're like, they give you this, they're like, no, you take the cotton, you wet it in the rubbing alcohol, and then you wipe off this little number. And you just go to the next one. So all fucking day, all <laughs> night. Yeah, all night I'm sitting there with goggles on too, goggles, earplugs, smock, and hairnet, and I'm taking these wet pieces of cotton, which starts rubbing alcohol smells like vodka. Yeah. It was a total alcoholic too. Yeah. 
and I'm wiping these numbers off and looking at the same things like I used to use to get high with, and I'm just staring at them all day, and I'm like starting to sweat. I'm like, it's like a clockwork yeah. arm. I'm starting to sweat, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like, I was like, you know what? I was like, that guy Tim was right. He's like, I was like, I'm paying for taking my woman. So I'm like, so I'm like, oh, listen, so I'm like, I'm like, this is the crazy part. I'm like, I'm just gonna. This is the best story of ever. I'm just told. like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna talk to the guy next to me. And it gets serious here. It gets real. So I talk to the guy next to me. Within one minute of me talking, you have to kind of shout because it's yeah. just like loud. I'm like, hey, man, like how you this guy named Alan? And he tells me, I need to turn my will and my life over to the care of God within one minute of speaking. Because <laughs> he had been a mountainside alumni too. It's fucking like it's a mountainside right next no, to the No, he wasn't. Directory. It is. It's right across, like, basically like, across the street. Oh, by the way, why don't you turn your will and your life over to the care of higher powers? You understand it. Pass me some alcohol, please. I got to clean the syringe. No, the trip was he wasn't a program guy. He ended up just being this like reborn kind of oh. re- religious fanatic who actually got fired for like – trying to like pad expenses or something like that yeah dude but that's a crazy I story get, right i get a rub when i smell alcohol now i still get a rush yeah just like rubbing alcohol yeah it's well, like Ray is a, Ray's a horrible alcoholic i'm a horrible alcoholic yeah i'm a, I'm a very good alcoholic well you're <laughs> alcoholic in recovery though. but I, I was just thinking like i started shooting and like when i i shot dope on the first day i moved here and i shot and shot and shot and then i don't know i've never heard anybody mention this before like I just got where I didn't – it was like fucking up my arms and tracks and bruises and I was like, I'm going to start snorting. And mm. I just – I stopped and I never shot. I would shot for, I don't know, a couple of years. Really? What was the story? Yeah, that's an – you don't and hear then, that. No, I, I just thought about <laughs> yeah, like, I've never heard that. Usually, yeah. Usually the other like, Because I would like occasionally like if I was on the street, I'd be, like just snort it out of the bag. Yeah. So to me it was the same. Like it has the same effect. Yeah. It's just more fun at home to shoot it. But then I was like, I was getting like all fucked up. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna only snort. Yeah. And, that, and I never did it again. Wow. I never shot. What was the story, Ray? I like I used that. That right when you first got to New York. Yeah. There. yeah. And you shot. Dope. Uh, what? How did it even happen? I I came into my apartment where my friends are. And, like I came from Newark and got to Brooklyn and they were like this What was is what, the year? Nineteen eighty. And they're and these were all my like like kind of wholesome we were like the freaks of Tallahassee. Yeah. But we were still kinda of wholesome. Yeah. And we were like These are buddies from like like back in the from day. From school, okay, yeah. yeah. From from college. Yeah. And they were all like twenty, twenty one and they moved up here three months ahead of me and all became junkies. Yeah. And so when I got there, I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, they had altered into junkies. So I arrived and they're like, this is what we're doing. I hear, try this. Here. And so I gave them like that, that hand. And that. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I know that bank is still there. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, like, just immediately started. And then, like, in Tallahassee, we would go out. We'd, like, punk rock, go out, you know, clubs and uh, bands and stuff. And then when we moved here, we never went out. <laughs> sat in that apartment in Brooklyn. But you didn't. To, you didn't get addicted to heroin. No, not really. They what, did. What was the path? I don't follow. Like, you. what did you wind up? Oh. How did you want? What like what happened? Like, I I did. I, I wound up doing. I would do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hmm. and then do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and do that pattern for a while, and then eventually, I did. And then, like, me and my boyfriend were like, the only way we can get off of this is to go 
to he was going to go to Arkansas, and I went back to Florida. I bought three bags for the bus ride, the yeah. Greyhound bus ride, the twenty-four hour <laughs> bus 24, ride, and then got sick on the bus. Yeah, and that's a bad thing. Got to. Because I immediately did you know, it. Yeah, I did it all at once in Newark. Wherever I mean, as soon as we crossed the line into Jersey, and then got to Tallahassee, and then I got a house there, and then and then I called him on the payphone from in front of the liquor store. And then he's like, "Oh, I've met somebody in Arkansas," which I wasn't that upset about. But what happened to that guy? Oh, you know, I wonder if he's sober now. We're friends. I see him now and then. He's like. He's like super old now. We're the same age. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he aged get... poorly. Yeah. Okay. Ray still looks or pretty quickly. vibrant <laughs> for his advanced um, years. But I wonder, like, like I have a friend. I have a friend who I'm not gonna say who it was, but I just showed you a picture. Like, she tried to get me to send her some dope recently. I'm like, I don't even know where to get it. You know. Well, but that's, that whole a, that's crew, another interesting that story. That whole crew, they're like still like pining. You know. Still going. Well, but they're also sound well, the like they're is, actually not afflicted. They live no. the life. They don't need it. They're not yeah, they're recreational heroin. Oh, yeah. no, I had some friends of mine died. Some some of the crew from Florida but died. But that one What's man, interesting about heroin is they say that if it doesn't kill you, it preserves you. I've heard very, that. Very. Well, I feel like that. I feel like that. I feel like I'm my youthful yeah. veneer is from uh, why well, you don't that young. No, you do. I feel like you act here. No, it's the white in my beard and the white in my hair that yeah. makes me look old. But if I shave my beard, I'd look very young. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you. Tony said the other day after I saw him, he's like, you didn't tell me Dave Manheim was so handsome. <laughs> oh, there you go. You just set Dave sobriety back about six months. There it is. There goes his ego. Um, what was I thinking? So fucking like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh, Ray got a phone call from uh, – or a letter – that he had to do jury duty. Oh, yeah. So Ray, for the past two weeks, has been in a narcotics unit jury duty. <laughs> but you think they would, like, exclude was, you? you know, <laughs> they said you can't get out of this unless you have a, a plane ticket or a scheduled surgery. And I didn't know it was narcotics. And then I got in there. It's like coke, dope, coke, dope. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm, like, I'm like immediately, like, like just yeah. <laughs> so going in on, you know, what do you call it? Like focusing on. Yeah. And Dave said, like, you could got, get out of that. But I didn't. And I told my sponsor, like, I know every dope spot, every Coke spot. I found out there's a triangle park where they sell PCP exclusively in Manhattan. Like, who yeah. does PCP yeah. in 26? Who would do PCP twice? Yeah. <laughs> like, I did PCP <laughs> once by accident. And I would never, ever do it again. I can't imagine how. And. Like, people go to this park, and they didn't have any PCP, and they're like, we have some crack, and undercover cops are like, okay. What was the PCP story? My, oh, I went to buy dope, and I this was in Park Slope, and they sold dope on the corner in, in Park, Park Slope. Slope. Really? And I this said, is like 80s? Well, cause this is in the early 80s, because we would come to the East Village to buy dope. Okay. And then, like, they closed that down, and, we're like, we're, and they were like, there's these dudes on the corner selling drugs. So we went to them, and we're like, 3D. Yeah. And they gave us three three bags, yeah. or gave me three bags, and went back and shot it. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> dust. <laughs> shot three bags of what dust. Whatever, did you start, what was like the first thing that popped in your head when you were like, wait, what is this? Like, I'm did you not instantly, high. Did I'm you instantly know? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm not high. Yeah. And uh, something's wrong. Something's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and I got burnt. And they were like... Dust. <laughs> How'd you know it was dust, though? 
Because it makes you insane. Yeah. So what did you do? I cried for two days. <laughs> Have you I, done dust? No, it's funny because people always people always ask you like you know people who are not drug addicts and never did anything. They're like, how many drugs have you done? Like the dumbest questions, and I'm just like, whatever, all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the one I never did was PCP. That's, the, I have well, the same answer. It's they terrible. say to me, they say to me, what drugs have you done? I say all of them except dust. Yeah, That's yeah. what I say every time. And when I was in college, okay, I was in college and. Uh, it's like festival day at my school and like everybody's smoking weed in yeah. the field and, and I'm and I'm like a little hippie and I'm walking around and I see these beautiful girls sitting there smoking and I'm like, oh, can I can I smoke with you? They're like, yeah, but it's dust. And I was like, no thanks. <laughs> and I girls. just walked away. Dude, the, bad girls. the only time I ever was exposed to it was I was in where I usually like bought booze and crack and shit in Boston and they had this guy at dust, and I really wanted to try it, but all I had was uh, that was of any value was a TI ninety three calculator or TI eighty two calculator. <laughs> and I was trying to sell them. I'm like, dude, these are like one hundred and twenty bucks. And the guy's like, no, I'm not giving it to you for that. What else you got? I passed up the dust. I remember we used. To, I told you about the the time where I bought fake mushrooms, and the dealer was on dust. What was it? Was it just like? Shiitakes or something like that. But like the dealer was so crazy, he was like, "Ah, "Hold on for one second. And we're in the on the corner on the street. He puts his he gets down on the ground, puts his face against the ground like he's going to do push-ups, puts his feet on the top of a mailbox, and starts doing vertical (laughs) push-ups on the corner. (laughs) Dusted. But the real thing is that in Beastie Boys folklore. Dust was a huge yeah, thing. Yeah, Like, did they do dust? Why is it such a big what thing? The, the Dust Brothers, I don't know. I can't imagine doing it, like I said, twice. Like, I told that story to somebody recently. They're like, well, what, if, what usually happens on dust? They're like, you kill cops or you turn cars over. And they're like, what do you do? I was like, I cried. They're like, that's because you're a pussy. That's funny. That's I used to funny. do ketamine, which they say is somewhat that's similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. Is it similar? Yeah. They're both actually so. I, they I actually thought gave, dust is fucking formaldehyde. No, dust. Maybe they make it with it, but so dust, like dust was. They gave it to humans, I think, until like the '60s for operations, and then they gave ketamine to horses. humans. Yeah, then they gave ketamine, and then like they were noticing people were like having some, some well, what's, side effects. What's the connection between dust and embalming fluid? I don't know because in California, like when people were like doing PCP, it was like this liquid that they would dip their cigarettes in. They would do it here too with joints in formaldehyde and embalming. One of that was PCP. Oh, I don't know. Maybe just embalming food gets you high. One of your listeners said that she worked in a vet's office and she did all kind of weird vet drugs. But I wonder if that was part of that. I'm going to Google it. Possibly, yeah. PCP and embalming fluid. Oh man, I was listening to the podcast this morning. She doesn't know how to respond to that. And I'm hearing. You googling Betty Davis eyes yeah. and what else? And I'm thinking, I don't want to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't like Betty Davis eyes? No. I like- <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Yeah. yeah. PCP and embalming fluids. Uh, okay. Many users who want embalming fluid fluid often get it. Okay, a chemical used to preserve the dead has become an increasingly popular drug for users looking for a new and different high. 
One, which often comes with violent and psychotic side effects, <laughs> officials say. The chemical is embalming fluid, and user, users, mainly teens and 20-somethings, are buying tobacco or marijuana cigarettes that have been soaked in it, then dried. They cost about $20 apiece and are called by nearly a dozen names nationwide, including Wet, Fry, and Lily. Okay. I was once in detox in California, and they called it Sherman Helmsley. They called it Sherm. Sherm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sherman <laughs> Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley was George Jefferson. Yeah. He played George Jefferson oh. on the Jeffersons. And one day, the speaker comes in, this black dude, you know, for the NA meeting. And uh, I swear it was the greatest NA meeting I was ever at. He's like, so, when I was a kid... Me and my cousin, we'd be hanging around, and we'd have the family barbecue, and my cousin, he bust out some sherm. And the next thing I know, me and my cousin, we'd be naked on the porch. <laughs> and, and he would say, he would say, I forgot what it was so funny he said. He was like, me and my, I don't remember, but it was something, something about being naked on the porch and smoking that sherm. And I love that. And then, where I work, there were some managers, you know, uh, who became addicted to dust, and now they're homeless people in the neighborhood. Now they like look for metal parts to sell to go buy dust. I've only known one guy that checked into rehab, and his thing was dust. That's all he did was dust. Huh? And he was strange. I've only known one person that like just did dust that went to rehab. I was fascinated by this guy saying, next thing I knew, I me porch. and my cousin <laughs> were sitting on the porch naked, smoking <laughs> that sherm. I said it. Over and over during the detox, <laughs> yeah. I just kept saying it to whoever was near me. Like, next thing I knew, me and my and there was like, shut up. But I couldn't stop saying it. I just thought it was so funny, dude. You just reminded me of a story. I used to I used to watch Fear and Loathing Las Vegas just constantly, over and over and over. And there's one scene on it where they hit Huff Ether. Oh yeah, with the with the rat. Yeah, and they can't move. And so I was like, I want to try ether, and like I didn't know like what it, I thought it was like something they just sold in the hardware store. Yeah. I was like 13, 14 yeah. years old. Where do you get ether? And so I went to the hardware store and I asked the guy behind the counter. I was like, Do you guys have any ether? And the guy just like looked at me weird. He's like, I think there might be ether in starting fluid for a car. So I just bought starting fluid. And He's like, if you want to get high on ether, why don't you buy this starting fluid? That's the most irresponsible hardware store clerk in the history of hardware. Stores. No, well, it didn't even get you high. It just like hurt. <laughs> For some reason, a bombing fluid and starting fluid clicked in my brain. Ether in Fear and Loathing, the book, was way more like tempting than it was in the movie. Because when he writes about the ether... He's like, this glorious ether yeah. that will take away all of my concerns. Yeah. Like, the way he wrote about it was yeah, like... Yeah, but I thought the book and the movie synced up like almost perfectly. There wasn't a big discrepancy between the two. The movie made the, me nauseous, the and, book, I, and the, the book was like... The book was almost the script of the movie. They were really close. But the movie... Well, I like the movie, though. I thought it was good. Chris, I'm sorry, Ray. What? Um, me and Chris, in a very, very earlier episode, had yeah. this, um, it was a dumb topic. It was late at night, and we were running out of stuff to talk about. So, fucking idiot Chris over here, I'm sorry, I take that yeah. back. Chris over here said, um, if you could be a fictional <laughs> drug-addicted character in a movie, who would you be? And I just literally said, 
What was the word you used? Fictitional. Yeah, fictitious. <laughs> so who would it be for you? I for for Chris, it was uh, the guy in fear. It must have not been oh. that dumb because you're you're asking Ray no, the same yeah. question now. <laughs> the dubious point was fictitional. You've been using that word dubious a lot. I feel smart. <laughs> it makes me feel smart as this. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big movie guy, so I, I'd have to like. Really, Can you a think fictional of fictional drug addicted character yeah. in a movie? Um, I don't know. So, Chris, you were asking Ray before where me and Ray met. So why don't you ask him now? Ray, where did you and Dave meet? <laughs> we met at this place <laughs> called Cat Weasel, which was this old blind dude's apartment who he would have young people in to have parties and play music. Wait, was his name Cat Weasel? Or just, no. That was the name of the That apartment? was the name of the night. Okay. So these kids from, like, Sarah Lawrence, the Sarah Lawrence girls came in, so and they would have music, and we would jam and play music. And this guy would sit on the sofa with a bottle of vodka, and he'd always have, like, a pretty girl on his arm, yeah. like, with his arm around. He'd be yeah, rap- but he was He'd be blind. rapping to her, and he'd be peeing. And, yeah. like, the first time I walked Wait, in there... what? He, like, there was a girl sitting next to him. He had his arm around her, and he's rapping to her. Like, yeah. And then I looked at him closer, like, fuck, he's peeing. He's and peeing his pants? Peeing Dude, pants. That, place, <laughs> that place stunk of piss. And nobody mentioned nobody it. Nobody mentioned it. I, I would be like, I'd be like it's John, I'd be like, John, really stunk. did you smell the urine? He'd be like, what urine? I'd be like, Dude, I thought it was going so crazy. Bad. The place stunk. So then he would pull out his credit card, and he's like, Somebody go get me some vodka. <laughs> and it's like a random kid would take it and he'd go like, and some ice cream. <laughs> and he would smoke constantly. There was whole burn holes in the sofa. He was a junkie too though, right? He had fucking he was crazy tracks. Yeah, he had tracks. He was a, he was a mess. But, he, but you guys met though at this guy's place? At this place. It was so much fun. That was the best. How long ago was this? 2011. Ray, Ray I was totally sober then. Yeah, so I was, was after Mountainside. Yeah, I was totally sober, and Ray Ray was was drunk. Well, because it was it was also like that facilitated me of like I would go out and you could it was BYOB, so I would bring like beer or a bottle of vodka, and and you could smoke weed, and you could smoke cigarettes and weed in the place. So wait, like, is this, this a guy's great. apartment? Or yeah, it's this guy's apartment. Okay. It was like a loft, and but it's it like, like considered like a venue, or it's like a like a yeah. place. And to there be. was like parties there every night. Yeah, and be like it would be packed sometimes. Sometimes it you know be wall to wall people yeah. every night. So this dude, he bought the building for a dollar in 1970. Wait, he oh, would he, like, he incur the debt or something? Like, no, you could buy a building in East Village for a dollar. They nobody wanted them. Yeah, and I remember. My friends were like, you can buy a building for a dollar. I'm like, who would want a building in the East Village? Yeah. <laughs> but so he bought it, and then he sold it in, like, 2007. Yeah. Tell them the story with the, the deal. Yeah, yeah, for they mil- tried to get him evicted yeah, so he forever. Sold it, he sold it for, like, a couple million, and but with a provision that he'd be allowed to stay in his apartment for 10 years at 2000 a month. With, provided he did not throw parties. Yeah. And he threw these, like, insane <laughs> parties every night. But, like, yeah. all these kids, you know, destroying the plumbing. And, yeah. And it was fun. It was great. But this woman bought this building and then had Under this, like, the provision that he wouldn't do yeah, that. She, so she had this maniac. So the whole time we are there, they're trying to get him. And then a friend of mine was secretly living there because he was blind, so she, he didn't know. Then, <laughs> then he Who was that? Cal. She lived there? Yeah. That urine yeah. madness? And then... Then one night he called the cops and he's like, there's all these kids in my apartment. I don't want them to be here. So, and so the place was like a cloud of weed smoke and the yeah. cops came 
And then why did he call the cops? I, I don't know. And then we ran into him like a couple months later. He's like, "Why'd y'all leave?" And we're like, "Cause you called the cops on us." So then we all started coming back. <laughs> Wait, I just want to rewind a little bit. So and the, the other first... people lived in this building, where there'd be like kids up and down the stairs. Wait, I just want to rewind a little bit. So the first time you see this guy, he's got a girl. Around his arm, his arm around a girl, Sarah Lawrence girl, and you Ooh. look at his crotch, and he's just getting wetter it's just, and wetter. It's, it's flowing down <laughs> out by his foot. The funniest thing about that—why is it called Cat? Is he the Cat Weasel? Cat the, Weasel is a British sitcom. Oh, okay. The funniest thing about it to me is that somebody, like one of the guys in my band, this guy Brian, would be like, How "Could you not smell that?" Let's go, let's go play Cat Weasel. I'd be like, "Okay," and then we went, and I was like. I, Ray loved it. Yeah. I I was like, why am I here? Because I, I was sober. I thought it was the I was sober. <laughs> I was like, well, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> I was depressed and sober, and the place just stunk of piss. <laughs> Everybody was wasted. I was like, why am I here? That sounds like what? a place filthiest nation would play. Though. <laughs> we did. We we did. You were good. There. That is where like I hadn't smoked weed in years, and I I'd learned there like since the time I stopped smoking weed and started again like. It had gotten much stronger, so I'd learned one hit. No yeah. matter, like, I'm good with one hit, because yeah. sometimes if I take two hits, I'm on the floor <laughs> yeah. here yeah. from this, like, strong weed. Everybody's looking at you. That's what well, there was like. also, like, a backyard where they would string lights. So we'd be in the rain in the backyard, and they'd be stringing all these electrical lights. And everybody would be standing on these metal stairs. I'm like, they could, like, kill the whole scene with, like... One false wire. They can electrocute us all. So is Cat Weasel still open? No. no. They closed. They closed. What happened to him? He moved into like kind of an assisted living place where he should be. He stopped drinking. And I thought he'd gone into the program. Like I saw him recently. And he's like, hey, Ray. He knew everybody. He was like, how's Dave? How's this one? He remembered us all. He was a fucking genius. He he, he actually yeah. taught Gil Scott Heron. He was a professor. He was Gil Scott he was Heron's a poet. professor. No shit. Uh, but he... I thought he'd gone into the program because how do you stop drinking that amount of at the, that age? At he that was age, like seventy. Like, yeah. yeah. So then I found out that his brother and maybe another sibling had had complications from drug and alcohol abuse, and he saw what happened. And he, oh, he didn't see. No, he didn't see anything. He heard. He saw him. He, he didn't heard see what Ray. happened. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And he no actually shit. his. He has a woman who's a, kind of his assistant who is in the program, so he's like connected. vaguely connected, yeah. but he does not go to meetings. No shit, man. That's a crazy place. That was a real New York. Is there like a current cat weasel? No. When I saw him, he's like, why don't y'all ever come over to my apartment now? And then he's, and he's like, tell those motherfuckers that used to come over, like, like they never come to visit me now. I was like, well, why do we come visit you now if we can't party yeah. and drink? Like, He's like, I got the pens. It smells yeah, yeah. better like, now. I'm in, a, I'm in an assisted living now. That you can't drink or smoke. Why don't you all ever come over and yeah. visit? <laughs> That's interesting. No, it was – but Ray – Ray has been like walking on the wild side in New York City forever. I mean I grew up here and like I can't yeah. think of a more eclectic spot that I ever frequented – that was like like that place like that Cat place. Weasel. Well, it's also to get to Cat Weasel, you walked. It was on East Third Street. It was in the heart of Dopeland. Yeah, it was across the street from a fucking rehab yeah. or something. Well, the dope center of it was Lower Manhattan was at was Third and B or Third and C. Yeah, and it was at Third and C. Yeah, that was where like there'd be like at twenty four hours a day, hundreds hundreds of zombie junkies milling around waiting. 
all these people, with, all those buildings were vacant. There was lines to go in yeah. where each building had a brand. Yeah. And they also saw works on the street. Works, works, works. Yeah. I'm thinking of like the syringes. Yeah. I wondered now, like, did they ever like just seal those back up because they were fresh works? Yeah. Because they were like $2 or there was like $2 and $3. I think yeah. one had the seal or yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> you want to have the seal. <laughs> but there was all these brands. and Different brands of of dope. Adult. Yeah. And like that's something that like civilians don't know about. People know how things are sold, but people don't know about dope brands. Dude, did you hear in Baltimore what they would do? Have you ever heard of a hot bag? What's what's that? They will lace a bag with poison oh, to kill them. To kill yeah. someone. So yeah. people yeah. buy it. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's going, What's yeah. that dope? I was, I was explaining that to that my dope jury. Expires, my huh? jury, I explained to them how to cook up coke and they were like, How do you know this? And also like about dope like when somebody dies and everybody wants that brand because they were presenting us all these brands. Yeah. So I told them all about brands. Well what are some of the current brands? Tell I don't us. know, but I was saying like I, I know after nine eleven, there was nine eleven, there was Osama bin Laden. The the logo was the Planes going into the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. I know there's a Rihanna brand now. There was, I was I'm t- sure there's a Trump brand. I say, there's definitely a Trump. I was t- I Anything told, that's powerful. I, t- yeah, I told Dave on... Um, you think there's a Feel the in, Burn? In, no. Bang. No, there's no Bernie or Hillary no. brand. <laughs> in Brooklyn, they had a Law & Order criminal intent. Yeah. And it was like the actual logo. That was pretty creative. Oh, well, the last time I did dope was like... And I hadn't done it in a long time. And I, I never had any money when I was doing it. And then suddenly I had some money. I'm like, I'm going to go down to Rivington Street, which is right there. Yeah. And I know that they still sell it somewhere around there. It's yeah. not the same where, like, you get in a line and you put your money in a bucket. It's not obvious. It's not obvious. But so I walked around and I could connect, you know, have yeah. the, the radar. And I, like, 3D got in a cab. You know, I walked there. Yeah. And then, like, I have to take a cab Back. home because <laughs> i got to get home. And I thought, well, I haven't done this in a while. I did. And I forget... I forget the brand name now, yeah. but I did like let me do half of one bag to yeah. see what's going on. I'm like, whoa! It did. I'm like, yeah. I'm like wow, close. <laughs> like, this is heavy. Yeah, and this, you you have trouble believing this, but this is true. I flushed the rest out. Really? Yeah. So yeah. like two and a half bags, I flushed. Well, that happened to me too. Yeah. I wound up flushing five bags. But then mm. I looked it up. My boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, the one that we like split together, he does art. Like he does like. He's like a big artist. He's in MoMA, and yeah. he does these giant paintings of dope bags. Really, like Graf- yeah. graphite Jerry. Yeah. He does these dope bags, and we saved all our dope bags too. So I used to have a whole collection. <laughs> That's of just them. retarded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he does these giant paintings, and I was googling him, and I found that brand that I have bought. And forty-five people died in New York on that day. No, from that brand. No yeah, fucking yeah. way. It was like oh my one of the God. biggest. It was fentanyl or something, probably. Lace or something. Yeah, I don't know if it predated that, but it was one of the biggest ever, like, from a single brand, deaths. Really? And I, I don't remember it now, but at the time... Could you did a half a thing? I, mean, what? Yeah. I did half, yeah. and I was, like, going in and out of consciousness. Fentanyl is, like, the latest craze now, right? There's a new people one. There's something it. even stronger than fentanyl. People do it on purpose, just mm-hmm. fentanyl. Yeah, you can uh, buy... There's a Duragesic patches that, like, have the fentanyl, like, gel inside it, and it's a patch you put on for, like, 12 hours... And people will take it, cut it open, put the gel, like mix up the gel with water yeah. and draw wow. it up and shoot it. Yeah. I remember I was – The in- overdose on fentanyl is like – it's like less than a match head if it's – when it's pure. That's how strong it is. I, I was on – you never get it like I was that. in treatment once and uh, one of the guys was like, I got this package coming in of fentanyl lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand like, like jury duty or like the legal things – 
if you have one kilo of dough or coke and then you cut it, like there was all this stuff about cutting and my jurors were asking about cutting. Uh, so you take one kilo and then you cut it and you make three, you get charged with three kilos. Whatever it coke. is, yeah. yeah. Whatever, you could cut it 10 times and you get charged with that, which seems like bullshit. What if you have a ton of flour and you put in like yeah. a gram of coke? Yeah. yeah, and I just read about this giant case, I think like French Connection or one of those big 70s cases where they had the evidence sitting in the locker for like a long time waiting. Then they went to get it and there was bugs eating it. So somebody had replaced it with flour. Oh, no there was shit. weevils in it. No yeah. shit. Weevils. weevils. Is there cat weasels in it? Cat weasels. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? No. He said weevils. I weevils. I just had weevils in my kitchen. I had weevils. What the fuck is well, a weevil? My, it's, it's a bug. A weevil. Farmer flour. took the bowl of weevil, put him oh, in the bowl of weevil. Bowl of weevil. Okay. But I think I have, Weevil could be a good band name. Weevil. Well, I have for my band Rainbow, we have giant bags of cocaine, and I hold up and I like I pour the cocaine on the floor. I go into the crowd, I pour the cocaine on the floor, I put my face in it, and I pull my pants down, and I fuck the pile of cocaine. You, what is it? It's flour. It's flour. So yeah. I have all these bags of flour in my apartment, and we got an infestation of weevils. <laughs> and we can throw out all the cereal and the rice. What is, it, is it like a silverfish? What is a weevil? It's it's like a potato like? bug. A little bug. A okay. little brown bug. Tell, tell us about your Wait. band. Rainbow. Wait, first yeah. of all, weevils. Back to weevils for one more second. The only weevil song that I know is Bo Weevil from Presidents of... The United States. Farmer took song? the bull weevil, put him in the right house there. No, no, no. Let me tell you out of my friend, but I, his name is Bull Weevil. Took him out. You know that song? It's an old folk song. States. This is a different song. This is a different. Song. But it's all like that's a that's an archetype. The bull weevil. Okay. And it goes. It's in a bunch of blues songs. All right. All right. Let's I'm hear sure that's for the presidents. I don't know, but ball, rainbow. We do like we have. I told you we have a big ISIS flag. We have rainbow. Uh, uh, you know, so it's now. theatrical. Rainbow, yeah. it's yeah. an EDM. electronic EDM. dance oh, music it's EDM. group. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? And, and they wear hoodies. I see. Yeah, I, I, when you said you did music, I did EDM, didn't uh, electronic yeah. music. Didn't no, Ray is a folk singer, but he started this group called Rainbow. And Rainbow is this crazy drug addict group where they like kill for rainbow, fuck for rainbow. for rainbow. It's all, they throw money into the we crowd. We have all these kids that say like, we're going to kill for rainbow, quadruple homicide for rainbow. We're afraid they're actually going to do it. <laughs> oh, like, I can't wait to kill for rainbow. It's like, well, who you need to have a disclaimer. But rainbow <laughs> really plays on uh, the idea of the most debaucherous. Wait, so do you do like gay clubs and stuff? No, we want to do gay clubs. Dude, that, are, all I've heard I, I, is that I used to work in the treatment field, and there was a lot of people. Well, the sober living I worked at was like yeah. primarily gay, and the stories I would hear yeah. from some of those clubs, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, I couldn't believe yeah. it!" Like what? Just insane. Just like like just the meth stuff. The just meth. I went people to a, hooking up and like just yeah. insanity. I went know? to a meth. Like, it sounded like a Russian bath, like a, like a Roman bathhouse yeah. with drugs or yeah. something like I'm that. I'm trying to get us into this club called Pussy Faggot. That would be like the best place for it. But I went to a Crystal Meth Anonymous meeting. That was a trip. CMA is like, oh my God, oh, dude. I've, the, the most hardcore meeting. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, Have stories, you been? No, I just heard about CMA and it's like. From who? From the people that would go. They would get clean. They go to the sober living. They go to CMA and it's just like, <laughs> you know that like straight pepper diet line, you know, like. It talks about people's like sexual like um, straight pepper diet. And, and it says, what is that? Well, Bill says in the book he says something to the effect of like 
you know, some people wouldn't allow us to have any flavor for our fare, while other people's like endorse a straight pepper diet, yeah. something like that. And it's just CMA is a straight pepper, straight pepper. diet. Everybody's just hooking you up together. You can't say grinder. There's like trigger words you can't say within the meeting. Because of because of that yeah, because of yeah, the, yeah. yeah. you know about grinder right yeah I know about grinder. so if you mention grinder then people will like go use yeah well Ray used to text me you know when he was coming up on his year and he'd be like really regret not using crystal meth though <laughs> 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 really prime for my crystal meth relapse <laughs> well see I was lived in Southern California and that's dope in Southern California crystal, is yeah. crystal meth yeah, yeah. but white, like white straight people do it yeah but it's not yet yeah, it's not limited to the gay community yeah, everybody yeah. does it yeah, just weird. ramp it down why there. is it gay it never caught on in New York yeah, yeah. <laughs> And in, but in Boston too, like it's in the, it's in the gay scene. But it's, yeah. it's because it's a very like cheap, hicky drug, and it's, it's also powerful. It throws your libido into into overdrive. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking. It's pretty gross. I remember I did a bunch of it in California, and the people we got to shoot it. Yeah, we got it from this guy called. How about your lungs? It's like hot. Like the coke you exhale in your lungs feels good. When you shoot meth, it just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. It's the worst. It is the worst. But um, dude, there was a guy who used to shoot up to one gram of meth at a time, and he would turn the syringe and the bubble. It was like thicker than maple syrup, thicker than like Aunt Jemima, but not the real yeah, maple syrup. The bubble it. would like slowly go up. He was like squirting like gel into it's his a hand. punishment. Yeah. It's a punishment. I, and there's I, no overdose. Do you ever heard of overamping? You do too much, some people fall asleep. Oh, they call it yeah. over it's, like, it's like being overtired. <laughs> yeah, it's so reversed. He did, like that level, like he raised to that level to do a gram. That's a lot. So a gram is a shitload. If you shoot a fucking a, a half a gram, if you shoot a, a third of a gram of decent coke, you'll probably die. Mm. You know, it's yeah. madness. Yeah. It's madness. Um, I, I I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, we're going. Um, we're yeah. You know, I'm gonna. We're say, going too far. Let's get some sobriety in here. Yeah, <laughs> really. What the hell happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's that damn gay club. Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> it's rainbow. It's rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, it's rainbow. rainbow is possessed with a demon. <laughs> Fucking hell! My sponsor loves Rainbow. Wait, what? My sponsor yeah, loves yeah, Rainbow and hates Dopey. There is a dyke. That does not make sense. <laughs> no, his sponsor sees dollar signs with Rainbow. He thinks we can make money. And we his, could make money. Not, well, just from your description, I've never, even heard the, I've never even heard the music. Yeah. I, I want to check I've it out. I've been doing like sad acoustic music for years, Dave, too. Like, nobody wants that. Yeah. But once we started doing this, like people responded. They want dance music. They want mindless, idiotic, yeah. party, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're doing coke off our stage. Like they're in front of us doing – I have the fake coke. They're doing real coke off the stage. And now this isn't – since you're doing the music, it's not trig- triggering to you at all? No, not at all. I also have a giant bottle of vodka on stage that I, dr- I drink. But it's water. And it's water and I pour it all over me because I'm so hot. Do they think it's real? Yeah, they think it's real. <laughs> Ray also. It's like I had – I don't let them listen to like, how could you think I could <laughs> drink that much? It's a gallon. But Ray, you have to understand. Ray is like – there's this young scene and they're all like 25 – and Ray's like the mayor. They, Ray hangs out with these young kids, and they get fucked up. Does and your Ray, boyfriend get jealous of it at all? No. no. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> but Ray, Ray, like, and he used to be fucking wasted in the scene. Then he got sober, and he came back, and he can still hang out. Like, nothing, nothing's happened. Well, they always say, okay, like, if you're going to a bar, like, let's say you don't avoid a bar for the first yeah. year or so. But if you're going to a bar, if you're going to hear music, 
that's all right. If you're going to sniff the guy's drink next to you, mm. then you shouldn't be there. And I would assume it's the same for you. If you're yeah. going to perform, I've, I've never had a problem different. with yeah. bars because I never bought a drink in bars. I no, always brought plastic, my plastic bottle of vodka. Yeah, yeah. I always had <laughs> my own. I yeah. would drink the beer. And the, so I'd have the beer in my hand, and I'd pour the bottle of vodka into the beer can so that I have 12 ounces yeah, of Yeah, you kill, kill a pint so you can actually go out and have a beer. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, for me, like, I, I was talking to my friend today about, uh, did you hear about this festival, this huge festival that's coming up this fall? Tomorrowland? No, and, and it's called, like, Old Cella. Did you hear of this? No. Old, oh, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah. It's the Rolling Stones. On Friday, it's the Rolling Stones yeah. and Bob Dylan. Dylan's going to die. Saturday, it's Paul McCartney <laughs> yeah. and Neil Young. And Sunday, it's yeah. The Who yeah. and Roger it's Waters. It's horrible. Now, I would love to see any of those acts. If it was 1970. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to see the worst versions of your favorite <laughs> songs. But terrible. then to go, be sober, it's yeah. like, I couldn't make it through a day. I could, but I also can't go out at night. It's like when I used to go out at night, because uh, I, I didn't drink either, yeah. I would just bring drugs. Yeah. I would get fucked up. I would get bored. I'd be like, let's just go home and get really fucked up. Yeah. You know, like now I go, I can hang out for like, have you ever seen me out at night? No, you never come. You, you never know, come I to get, my gigs. I make it, like, I'm in bed at 11. <laughs> but like, but like, I can't, I, I get so bored. Yeah. Like, I just can't hang. Like, I get too bored. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, I think that some people, like, I think people who enjoy it can yeah. do it with or without alcohol. And and I never enjoyed it even with alcohol. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> so it's just like, but I think it's because I'm just an old fucking But curmudgeon. there's, like, tons of hot girls. Yeah. But, uh. That doesn't, that like, doesn't change it. Anymore. In the old days, I would try to get one. And if I got one, great. And if I didn't, I would leave. You know, it would. I wouldn't hang out. Yeah. Like I just didn't have the capacity to hang out. Yeah. You know, and I'm old. I didn't. You know what? I was never really in you guys. My, I just I wasn't a big live music guy. I wouldn't wasn't really into concerts. I was like, I always think it sound. Rarely did I hear something live that I thought sounded better than the studio recording. I always think it's better. That's what real music fans. (laughs) No, no, no. But I was like, if I put a CD on my stereo at home, I'm like, it sounds even better than like. But people who are real fans always prefer live music. Not really. I I never listen to music at all. There's a couple live recordings that I like more than the original song. Like what? Even then. It's mostly stupid stuff like this guy Zach Deputy. You know who that is. No. Most people don't listen to him. He's kind of weird. I'll play you something for him later. Chris has got the worst taste in music. I like Keller Williams. You know who Keller Williams is? No. no. <laughs> There's some weird stuff. Yeah. Do you know Yacht? No. What is that? I just heard of them the other day because they put out. They said we made a sex tape within the band, and then some fucked up member of our band is releasing the sex tape, so we're going to preempt that, and we're going to release it ourselves. And here's the link. So, like, fuck this other guy. And then it turned out it was just, like, a publicity campaign to promote their new album. But you clicked on it. I clicked on it. I knew it was fake before I clicked on it. It's called Yacht? Yacht is the band. Like a boat? Yeah, but now people are are fucking with them because they're saying when somebody takes a sex tape, and puts it on the internet. That's like revenge porn. That's sexual assault. That's oh, revenge. that's like a thing now. Yeah. Isn't it? So they're making light of sexual assault, and oh. the whole thing backlash on it. <laughs> so now they're like getting so much shit for this. No I shit. think Ray should play a song. 
Yeah, are you willing to play this Sure. Ray has I'll a song. Play. Tell I'm us about But he doesn't have his guitar, right? He's, he's going to play my guitar. Okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, tell well, us about... The water all over it? The way you splash fish water? Fish water. water. Just everybody calm down. The minnow water? Um, he's going to play... Tell us so about the song. Wait, I got one play. thing to say to you. What? Party on, Garth. Why do you say that? <laughs> what do you mean, why do I say that? Because like, my sponsor <laughs> thinks I, I sound like I'm on Wayne for him? Yeah. <laughs> it's like six months later. <laughs> this morning, this, I told you the story. This morning, this dude fucking comes up to me at the meeting. He's like, yo, dude, I, I never saw, I never heard your podcast. And I, I was like, I sent it to you three times. And uh, and then he's like, let me see. And it turns out I had the wrong phone number. The area code was yeah. one digit off. And my sponsor kind of wanders over. And he goes, yeah, I can't wait to listen to your podcast. And my sponsor goes, don't listen to it. It sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, why, why are you be hating, son? I like that you can call it. Like, I just, I just ran into a friend on the way here. And I, he said, "Where are you headed?" I said, "I'm headed to do this dopey podcast." <laughs> yeah, it's dopey. There you go. Yes. It's yeah. a dopey podcast. And I said to my sponsor, "I'm doing Dave's dopey podcast." <laughs> and his sponsor said, "Don't do he it." Said, yeah. He said, "I wouldn't do it, and I don't recommend you do it. But do whatever you want." He's like, but if you dump, if you he also stick told your me head to not, in a bag of yeah, coke, and he told party. me to not smoke weed and not drink, and I did both of those things. So. <laughs> he also told him, uh, but I want you to fake like you're drinking vodka on stage and fuck a fake bag of coke. <laughs> that sounds like sober action. But I think he's right because I think that there is like something to be gained from doing Rainbow. I really, I think you got to fix this band. Rainbow's in trouble. Nine Eleven. Huh? Chocolate 911. What's that? That's our new song. Dude. We get the crowd to chant Osama bin Laden. Osama bin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Rainbow's got potential, but Rainbow's in trouble. Him and Bo. There's Ray and Bo. Oh, there's a discard. How serious? Super serious. Super serious. Bo just defriended him. <laughs> oh, God. I blocked Bo from the Rainbow yeah, but site. Really? Yeah. And who's more integral? Me, I mean, me. I'm the. I do everything. Oh, okay. hold on, hold, hold on. Pretty face. Hold, hold on. We, I like Bo, and I want. Do people understand what we're talking? We're talking Discord in the band. I just want to make sure. Yeah. But I want. I don't want you to blow Bo it. Has never oh, had yeah. a drink. I don't want you to. I want you to say nice things about Bo. Oh, I love Bo. What's Bo's most? Bo's, what's Bo's? What's a redeeming character quality about? He's Bo? plucky. Plucky. He's a pretty face. He's a pretty face, and he's a hard worker. He's a hard worker. He's got like three new bands. He's Sounds like a, you should make it work. He's got a oh, bunch but of he bands. has three new bands. He's got a bunch of bands. He's doing it just They're to spite suck. Red. Suck. Yeah. He's doing oh, it just to yeah. spite Red. Yeah. It's he, obvious. He formed he formed Hit Machine 2000 just as like an, an his answer to Rainbow. Yeah. Hit Machine 2000 is like Rainbow without Ray. Okay. They should call it Bo. She should call it Bo. Or Boski. Bo. Ivan Boski. <laughs> That's retarded. Um, you play a song. Uh, well, tell us about the song you're going to play. The song is called Lean. Lean is... I love lean. You do lean like lean like the cough syrup stuff. Yeah, it's like both. Like you have alcohol. I tried it like once, but yeah. no, I never was I into it. it. I love that. I was just sitting telling Dave that wah wah wah. You inside, loved it inside your body, <laughs> like it's both things acting at once. Mm. And so I wrote this song, song was called Lean. Lean, and it's about a band member that was used to be in Filthiest Nation. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was on lean Prayer and I Terrorized 
Johnson City. Route 17. Led us all the way to the Great Lakes. Where was glowing and beaming as we pulled through the gates of Lilydale. We talked to the dead of wine. Lived on worship Satan in our way. Just had to smile, walked away. I just fucked up. <laughs> Nothing left to say. Wandered plains, lived on buffalo flowers, made our own beer, lay in the fields. For hours, we didn't know anything. Sometimes God appears, walks this earth as a drunken trumpet. Golden hair, I wish I was a train. Trained dispatcher or scientist or trumpet or the last Jewish wedding or a bottle of scotch. Yeah, it's a weird list. I was on leave. It really does. <laughs> it makes you feel like fucked up, kind of. You've got that sort of it's, it's, that, I, that energy to it. I wrote that after I got sober. Yeah, it's got some like my. I wrote an album after that, and it's like every song has God in it. Because some of like super program. Yeah, like I wrote a song called Brand New Hustle, mm-hmm. and it's just like just the, I'm just like picking lines out of the big book and just throwing them in there. Yeah, and trying to make it kind of hip hop too. That's like cool, man. man. That was good, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I love. I, I, it, that's you like fucking, it because you're in it. Well, I like it. <laughs> I know, but it's like there's things in that song. I love when it gets back to the lean, when it goes back to that yeah. part. And I, when he, when I first heard it, and he said it's like on the last Jewish waiter, it, I like. I think I cried. I think like, I, and I don't cry for fucking anything. I think I a tear went down my cheek. But like, and he says, or a bottle of scotch. You know, and then and then Brer had a Brer was the guitar one of the guitar player in my band, and uh, he wrote a song called Train Dispatcher. So he's like, or a train dispatcher, but also like, there's a certain crazy action to that song that uh, I love that song. Yeah, you know, I really do, and uh, I think uh, I think we're good. That's it. I don't know. Don't be. I I feel uh, feel all weird. (laughs) <laughs> the song fucks me up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there? Is, is, do you feel like there's anything else you'd like to share? 
think we're good. I think we covered it all. When's the next time Rainbow's playing somewhere? We're never playing again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're listening, why don't you go see Ray? Ray misses you, you know? And I miss Rainbow being a thing. I was always jealous of Rainbow. I can't believe Rainbow isn't a band already. Yeah, I can't believe we got that name. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't spell it R-A-I-N-B-O-W. It's, it's, they spell it Ray and Bo. It's R-A-Y-N-B-E-A-U. That is even cooler. Wasn't not, there a psychedelic band called Rainbow? Nope. You sure? Yep, I looked it up. Good. R-A-Y-N-B-E-A-U. There's no R-A-I-N-B-O-W band? There's that. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. band called Rainbow. Oh, it's okay. just not Ray and Bo. Oh, Okay. You get it? I get it. I get sure? it. I get it. <laughs> We're done? I don't know. What are we doing? Well, I think that was good. We hit we hit our mark. And, uh, oh, yeah. If you want to send an email, send it to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. If you are uh, in the Dopey Nation, Dopey Nation, stay strong. And if you're that. sober. Oh, yeah. If you're sober, drop us a line and give us uh, your clean time. And we'll give you a little shout out like it's a hip hop show. Yeah. We'll do a little clean time shout out, which will be fun. We're always happy to read emails, but guess what? We didn't get any this week. No. So we, we have nothing to read. We got a lot read. of downloads, though. Yeah, downloads without downloads emails. Downloads isn't spiking, but emails not so much. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very curious as to, you know, ratio of sober to non-sober listeners. Uh, Ryan is doing a, a really nice job with the Instagram, so check out Dopey Podcast at Instagram. and uh, Instagram's hurting. Hurting. Yeah. That's why Ryan took over. We're we're trying to to get it back up. I actually wrote... um, Well, we've been debating... At some point, we're going to add our pictures. I have so many using pictures. Using pictures that sync up with our stories. Chris is just dying to show his face on the No, I'm not. If I was, I would have already done it. That's because I haven't done it. You're just jealous that I don't care if I do. Dude. Okay, let me tell you a funny story real quick. All right. Um, You know, I don't have much time off. You know, so that's why I don't promote the website and I don't... What website? Yeah. That's why I don't promote the podcast. Yeah. So, like, the other day I'm sitting there and I'm like, the Stern Show should know about Dopey. So I'm yeah, sitting... So just go straight to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about the Stern Show a lot and yeah. I think I think it's a good show. I think, I think our show is a good show and I think it would be worth... I just think our logo is so funny that he would be like, look at this dumb shit, whatever. Yeah. But, um... So on Facebook, you can post onto uh, the Stern Show's page. Did it actually oh, show you up? Put Dopey up there. Wow! She posted to Artie Lang. I put it up there. Hashtag Artie. And then I'm like, whatever. I'm just like, okay, maybe they'll see it. Blah blah. Next thing I know, I see one of my friends likes that I put Dopey on the Stern Show's page. So it only shows up on my page. I freaked out. I took it down yeah. because I don't want my peeps, regular, to, yeah. you know, like my high school friends yeah. who are all like successful and shit to hear dopey. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, Dave was a drug addict or yeah, Dave's yeah. a drug addict or what is they this? They, they must know. <laughs> but anyway, so like if you guys can think of any ways to infiltrate uh, public uh, – forums you should do it for us dopey nation if you're out there there's fucking 200 people who listen to everyone crystal Ooh. free who crystal free crystal listens. free yeah crystal free was one of our followers his name is crystal free do you know crystal free no. crystal free <laughs> Let's, how much clean are you clean what are you doing shoot us free. an email shoot us an email yeah. and uh good night thank All you right. for listening say goodbye ray
Bye, Dopey. All right. There we go. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had.